Welcome to podcast This Escape, the escape room where we talk about... Wait, that's wrong. <laughs> Welcome to pod... Welcome to podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room that we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. We've just finished uh, Blade Runner, I believe is the name, of the, fan- the fantastic escape room that uh, Molly and Scott ran for us. Thank you so much. That was great fun. That was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, we, we enjoyed it as well. <laughs> All right. Now, you've obviously got a lot of players of this game that you can compare us to. How did we do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think they did pretty well. Yeah. Um, what, what was it about? Uh, oh, yeah, no, I wasn't paying any hour attention. and 15 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. do you have the record? Do you have the record for the room? Why are you asking these questions? No, no you do record. not have the record for the room. Yes. The record for the room actually was set. The record for the room was actually set uh, last time, yes, uh, yesterday, I Ooh. guess, when we had a team of seven do it in about an hour, which wow, uh, nice. we were super, well, look, super impressed with. Seven people um, did it in one hour. This, little, this girl who was like just about Molly's age, like maybe 12. We just like, like looked at the church sign and immediately saw the numbers in it. And it was <laughs> like when people, when adults, just usually like stare at that for a very long time. Mm, you so, got that uh, really well, Dan. That was I very have the mind well. of a child. Not, not, Uh, Oh, wonderful. Look, it was lots of fun. I really enjoyed playing through it. I think what you were about to say then was if you divide the time by the number of players. It took seven people one hour. We're two people. That's like it took us the equivalent of like 20 minutes. Uh, No, I really really enjoyed that. Danny, was there anything that you found like to be your favorite puzzle that you did? Oh, boy. There's a lot to choose from. Like having a combination cryptic rebus was quite something. Uh, I felt really good about the church sign. I felt really good about that menu cipher. Well, I oh, felt good you about should the feel proud cipher. about the menu cipher. You got the, I was ready to go off in the complete wrong direction and do the bad version of it, and you found it immediately. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So in terms of the uh, um, that last puzzle, the uh, cryptic rebus, <sighs> that is actually a puzzle that has been tweaked like thousands, of, <laughs> I feel like thousands of times to try to get people to actually you know, know what to do with it. You know, so adding the enumeration and moving things about and changing fonts and all that. Yep, that sort it of was stuff. So, uh, very, so you guys did very it well. It was very solid. Uh, I liked one. it. Oh, I don't know. Like you gave us some gentle nudging with the numbers of, uh, with, with what the numbers meant there. I'm not sure how long it would have taken without that nudging. But, yeah, it's a great puzzle. I really like it. I will say I solved it by, like, by just putting in a random word that I thought made sense before understanding that it was a exactly, rebus. but that's like I, <laughs> I mean, was like, oh, between's a word. But that's what you do with both cryptics well, and rebuses it's true, sometimes. You, crosswords and you don't know you it have fully. to backwards. Sometimes you guess and go, wait, does that make sense? And the fact that the logic is still there to check it means that you don't feel that even if you guess, you don't end up feeling like you're guessing. Exactly, you still know because once you guess it randomly there is a way of checking it to make it certain. Yeah. And the Rebus thing made it certain, which is good, which is what you want with the puzzle. You never want to be flailing and coming up with mm-hmm. maybe this will work. And, and I think everything yeah. in this was done really well. You, you clued a lot of stuff with something that you often see in real escape rooms um, where they will have like visual motifs between mm. two things that mm-hmm. end up interacting. And you did the same thing here with the purple tutu on the purple lock yes. and, the, and the blue... Uh, duct tape, oh, yeah. which again, it, it takes away mm-hmm. any feeling of, oh, I think this is right. Can mm. we try it? Like we're, we were always Absolutely. sure. And I think that's a really cool mm-hmm. thing to achieve. Is that something that you had to tweak a bit in play testing or was that there from the beginning? 
Um, so uh, the blue duct tape line was always there, yeah. I think. I think the purple tutu was always there, too. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, so that was always intentional. Um, even though Molly just, just got today when you were doing it that the skater opening her arms wide is to indicate opening <laughs> the uh, opening the lock. <laughs> I had this huge realization of like, oh, that's what that is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well done. Yeah, I don't I know if I would have that as well. I, I was just picturing it as like a, yeah, now applaud me. I'm sticking I'm my arms out for applause. Show me those frozes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the, church, the, church, the church sign also went through a few iterations originally the uh the uh, eyes in the sign just simply pointed out particular rows in it that highlighted the numbers uh-huh. uh, so there was no math involved with it but then it felt like well why do we have all these other lines if they're not doing anything and then yeah. that led to this sort of combination of first find the the numbers and then look at the uh at the eyes, which I was very impressed that you like realized both of those actually fairly quickly. Yeah, a lot of people have a lot of trouble. You were realizing you were fixated those. on that eye business from I was the start. Ready for so some eyes. That was good. What I loved about the 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 way the eyes worked with that puzzle is it was it was kind of cool to know you had like three of them. The first one didn't mean much to me. I think you realized that maybe it was going to be math yes. symbols. I was like, oh, it's a ten dash four. That's kind of not. I suspected from but the way it, I drew it, like the way I had it drawn out, just happened to I think illustrate that kind of nicely and make me suspect but what i like about that as well is that you can't you know sometimes like a puzzle is broken up into three steps but you know what they're going to be you're just doing kind of going through the motions of doing them like okay so the third Mm -hmm. one's going to be this um which we, I think maybe we had a little bit like with Skittles, right? Like Skittles are different feeling. Yeah, once mm-hmm. you got to the T, It was like, cool, suspected. Skittles, I don't need to do the rest, but I will. And that can be really fun, but it was nice that it didn't happen again. And instead what we had was the, oh, I see what's going on here, but I desperately need all three because there is no way for me to solve this without getting all three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't guess what the third one's going to yeah. be. I might, like, I know it's something maths, but I need it. I desperately need yeah. it to do this. And that's a fun feeling. Like, <laughs> it's a different side of it um, to, to not mm-hmm. feel like you're, you're doing like the final steps without needing yeah. to. Like mm-hmm. I, I, that was cool. And on, and, and on my end, when when running it, one of the nice things is that we can hint that without giving away all the aha of it, right? Mm-hmm. So we can we can indicate that you know you want to be looking at the words, and then once they find the first number, then there's still that oh there's another number oh there's another yeah. number. So even though when you know what you're doing. It's still you still like, have to oh, hunt. I'm going to discover exactly discover something here. Yeah, yeah. I, like like I found the first one, and then I was, uh, I felt pretty confident because three is a pretty deliberate feeling one. But then it wasn't until I found the seven in the last one that I was sure I was onto something. But I still wasn't a hundred percent sure if there was going to be a number mm. in every single one. And I do like it. Kind of uses mm. that same feeling of you know those like word kind of not even puzzles. They're almost like like linguistic optical illusions where you know you like you finish a word with of and then put of at the start of the mm. next line and nobody ever notices mm. that you've repeated the word of you know or you, or you change mm-hmm. the spelling of something and people can yeah. still read it it's that kind You're of feeling right. where you can hide f-o-u-r really easily into a word because yeah. people just skim over of and they skim and like it's not mm-hmm. the way that you process yeah. sentences absolutely as true. a and it's not mm-hmm. and i think that's why the first one works so well because like the like you were saying, like sloth reeks is kind of weird, mm. and so it makes you break it down a bit more, and so you can find that three. But usually, it's like just mm-hmm. not how you process language, so it's easy yeah. to read it and not know, exactly. which is a really cool. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's just like a really nice moment. Like, oh, I see. I have to rethink how I'm reading these and actually exactly. stop and go letter by letter, uh, and it's fun, and mm-hmm. it's just a nice kind of taking advantage of how 
people are when they read. Mm-hmm. Another puzzle that I think really works well with with teamwork and, and sort of mm-hmm. allowing people to discover is the uh, skating uh, the <laughs> skate puzzle, uh, which we really uh, which we really like. And I have to talk about that because we need to give some uh, some credits uh, here. So number one, my friend Abby, she made the original skate G, and ah. no, and then this doesn't have anything to do with the skate puzzle, but. My friend Tara made the map because originally it was just the boxes, like the nature center room, and then they made it into the beautiful map. Oh wow! That they did. Oh, Good wonderful. on them. Yeah. So so Abby uh, made the uh, the skate, and then my sister uh, sister uh, who goes by Mel uh, made the actual did the actual photoshopping for us to uh, convert each of the individual skates into um, into those all nice. those differences. Oh, so we fun. sort of designed the possibilities, and she. Uh, she took it from there to actually make it make it work uh, for us. Even though I think she might have been the one who did the the OX one with the weird crossing legs. I don't know if we <laughs> said that one or not. She said, "Well, there's got to be something hard, uh, totally. hard in there." So that's why it's uh, Mel and Abby on the uh, uh, the names on the on the um, uh, on the, the note on the kiosk. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> uh, so thank you, so thank you, Bill, for suggesting that to me that I shout out to somebody. I can't believe we hadn't thought of doing that uh, before. Um, can I, can, and while we're talking about Mel, can I, can I, uh, can I, uh, be a good big brother and, uh, rave about her a little bit? Yes, please. Do you mind? Yeah. So she is, uh, an artist. Um, she used to work for NASA, um, doing, um, illustrations of, uh, astronom- astronomical phenomena. So oh, if you might have seen like cool. a, a drawing of a, of a black hole or, or Ooh, a supernova or something like that, that is a she chunk. might have been the person to do that. Yeah. But she's recently branched out on her own. Uh, and she and to do as basically as a professional independent artist, and she does a lot of shows and things like that. And her work is actually inspired by her work with space. So she does a lot of cool abstract art um, based off of that. So if anyone's looking for art for their uh, for their wall, you can go to melissawalter.com, m-e-l-i-s-s-a-w-a-l-t-e-r.com, and uh, you should uh, check her stuff out if your if your walls are bare. That's, That's awesome. And now, now be a real big brother and talk about how annoying she is and why and how bad it was <laughs> that your parents liked her more. How unfair it was. Remember when she got that preferential treatment and you had to have the worst version of it? Oh, younger siblings. Uh, the I, worst. I, can, I cannot say that. I cannot say that. Uh, we are both havers of older brothers. Oh, remember when, remember when things were really strict for you, but then they were less strict for your younger sister? Oh, God, parents. <laughs> Uh, that's lovely. That's really exciting. There'll be links to that in the show notes as well for people. So just you can click on the link and go through and uh, and get some cool art. Danny, we need some cool art. Yeah, it's fantastic. You've been wanting to make a space game for a while. True. You can um, get some space art. Maybe. Uh, that's really cool. So so you're saying that when you designed this room, uh, you, you designed it together. It was, it was kind of one that you did... Uh, jointly, how did that work as a process? Like, did each of you bring separate puzzles, or did you workshop everything together from from the start? How did that go? Well, so how this one worked is we each we came up with like a list of items first of things we wanted to be in the room. Nice. And then from there, we kind of worked on puzzles together. I mean, he thought of most of the good ideas for the puzzles, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but we worked together on puzzles, and we each did a fair amount, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you design. We designed the skating differences together. Um, nice. You want to talk about the skating menu? Yeah. So the skating one, when we um, did it originally, it was my beautiful um, 
<laughs> when I drew by myself, just not even on a computer, just with crayons and um, pencils. And we turned that into the beautiful one that it is today. <laughs> yeah, for the skating, the skate. Pick your skate. Puzzle. What about the menu? Oh, the menu. So the menu wasn't originally a Caesar shift. It was originally just indexing. So we were doing this with my mom and our friend. And when my mom saw the Caesar um, on one of the lists, she said, oh, my gosh, wouldn't it be so funny if this was a Caesar shift? Mm -hmm. So we thought that that was an amazing idea. And then it got turned into a Caesar shift. So thanks, mom. It worked out really well. But what I you loved did, it. What I think was so smart about it is like I, I really like ciphers like that, but I'm, I don't know any of them. Mm. And I think when people put them into rooms, there's sometimes like this tendency to be like, oh, I'm going to put it in and people are just going to have to do it. And people don't know ciphers, right? Because people don't know ciphers. And it's only like puzzle hunt people that know mm -hmm. ciphers like off the top of their head. They're like, yeah, cool. I, it's an at bash. Let's do an at bash. You know, that kind of stuff. I still don't know what at bash means. Um, or Gravity Falls fans. Um, and... And I think the well, the way this was constructed so smartly is that you built the Caesar cipher, or the, you know, it the, the was a Caesar cipher, but you didn't need to like recognize right. that you, fact yeah, exactly. You, you also used the puzzle to teach because, people how that would work. Yeah, the letters of Caesar were yeah. important because it was so clear that uh, all of those first letters were capitalized C, and then the arrow that it was C goes to mm. S. People can work that out, and then people can see. Wait a minute, that's the same as the cost. Like you have built into that puzzle the ability for someone who has never ever heard of the concept of a Caesar cipher or a Caesar shift or to, to actually do it. And that was really cool. That was really smart. Oh, thank um, you. So uh, it's a really good way to use mm. that because they're hard to use. And I really like the making them work differently rather than needing to go 16 for every oh, single one. It was more that enjoyable. Was clever. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, and probably, yeah, it, uh, you know, gives reasons for there to be prices in the first place and everything <laughs> like that. I should have looked more carefully. Mm. I looked for the first couple and went, yeah, okay, those prices seem reasonable. And then I was paying too much attention. So I've forgotten. What were the actual prices? Did they make sense? $16 for a Caesar salad. That's pretty expensive, but not that bad. That's pretty normal now. Yes, very expensive. Um, well, I just come to Sydney. Uh, <laughs> it's not that bad actually at all. Caesar salad, $16. That's, 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 that's yeah, kind of fine. That's reasonable, sadly. Dinner salad, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what were the others? It's like some there of them was were onion rings, and that was fair. Okay, so yeah, Caesar salad sixteen, rice crispy treat one dollar. I suppose that just depends on the size of it. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Juice box one dollar. That feels fair, but there is no way you would get that for a dollar here. That feels fair, but only because Too I fair. haven't bought a juice box in <laughs> twenty years. Yeah. So twenty years ago, a dollar mm. seems very reasonable. Yep. French fries three dollars. Oh, that's that would that's, be a small French fries yeah, small, here, small but chips, reasonable. Bucks, that's reasonable. Pretzel dog. Pretzel Wait, dog. What's a pretzel dog? It's when you take a hot dog and you tie it up in a knot. <laughs> I, I know what. Yeah, wait, what's a pretzel so dog? So it's a, it's a hot dog with, with instead of a bun, you put pretzel around it. What? But like, like you know, like... like They are very yummy. Pretzel. I get Red it, pretzel. but I've just yeah. never seen this. Yeah, that sounds good. Also, cool. $4? That sounds way too cheap for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Depends on the size. Really? Yeah, yeah. okay. Onion rings, $5. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, now here is where we start getting into huge, a huge difference. Yeah. Fried chicken sandwich, $6. Doesn't matter how small it is here; it costs fifteen. Yeah, that's so cheap. A sandwich that you can eat. Ah, oh, that's yeah, that's six bucks. Oh, Ridiculous. Yeah, you are too generous. Seven Eleven sandwiches; they're not that expensive. Seven Eleven has sandwiches. Yeah, no one wants to eat them. Oh. They're there. Uh, 
Hamburger combo, $11. Again, that would be $25. Cheapest chips. Yeah. And watermelon popsicle, $8. That sounds amazing. And yeah, probably fair. Yeah. Of course, these are Australian dollars. Yeah, of course. So if these were American yeah, dollars. I'm just, well. yeah, I'm just translating it culturally. This is in no way like a critique of the puzzle. <laughs> no, no, Danny hates this... your puzzle. Your, your sandwich is too cheap. It's this a bad puzzle. This is just me looking wistfully at some prices. <laughs> uh, no, I, I really, I actually, I think I really, I think I, that is my favourite puzzle. I think it was like, it's I a really tough choice. It, but that one, I just think it's so, I think so. It tight so, and nice and yeah. good and it's really fun. I like playing Mastermind with the... Um, that was a very different way that of was, doing it. That was a cool, different way of doing it. Uh, and, I, and I liked that. It was mm, difficult. Yeah. It was, it was impressive. probably the hard. I felt the most like yeah. I wasn't following a pattern with that. I felt like I was just going, and then I just, maybe this, maybe this, maybe, does this work? Ah. <laughs> but it worked out well. We got it in the end. Yeah. We got the camel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody does try to use it as indices first. And they're a little stymied by that zero. Like, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. I mean, I just um, figured that zero was like a space and it was going to be two words, but then I got tricked. Mm-hmm. That was. Yeah. Really, it was remarkable how useful that zero was. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Once we've really focused on that zero, it made all the difference. Um, even if you didn't want me to help okay. with that puzzle. <laughs> uh, but no, look, it was it was a lot of fun. Is there anything else that when you were play testing it or in previous play, you say that like you know you changed a lot of the hinting to one of the to the to the um, Rebus cipher. A, a mm-hmm. cryptic thing. Is there anything else that sort of changed as you were play testing it or, or making it in the design process? Yeah. So the first one we run we did, it seemed like really short. So we actually added a few puzzles. Oh in. dang! So yeah. So the progress checklist was actually never originally a puzzle. So huh. that one was just added in because we thought the room was too. Well, my mom thought the room was too short. <laughs> she was right. She was right. No, yeah, yeah that's it fair. was kind of short. <laughs> and then. Oh, the um the design on the rink that was not a puzzle originally. Oh wow! And then yeah, so a lot of stuff got added, and then I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think that that's about yeah. it from the main the main changes and that's other a little bit of tweaking. It didn't really get a lot past that other than that last that cryptic rebus puzzle. Yeah, um, but everything else has been pretty much the same. Um, Another sticky point in this room, uh, I guess I'll talk about two two props. Uh, so there's the skate blade mm-hmm. um, that you find, which can which could be inside the vending machine if you bother to look there. Uh, <laughs> I thought. So see, when you said, why didn't we look? Of course, when we you said the there machine. were two steps that you wanted to do for the vending you machine, one of them was looking the vending I did. Yeah, I really thought that bad. was going to be your second step. I remember you were shocked when I said try and peel off the duct tape. Yeah, because it was actually meant to be. Why didn't you should have said? Something. Apparently, as soon as you said that, I forgot. Fair. It totally fell out of my brain. Fair. Yeah. So sometimes you get stuck by it when you stick your hand in without looking. I was going to say, actually, um, that but, uh, being in the vending it, machine would have been better uh, sequencing. Because yeah. part of the issue is, like, we but, found it on our way to go to the roof, mm-hmm. and then it ended up getting us a hint that said go to the roof. Kind of, you know, like, I think finding... What? Mm-hmm. The 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 blade. blade that got us the mail slot thing that yeah. said this is my password go to the roof. Oh, and I see. Look, so like the sequence, right. like having it in the vending machine would have been better. It would have worked for room a... sequencing. If we'd sure. found it, then it would have had a really nice, a, a nicer flow, right, in the way it's designed. Because it's <laughs> also connected to because it connects like, it. to the vending machine, and the vending machine connect gets you to the roof, and this gets you the message go to the roof. So like, there's a kind of thematic. Th- I really like that. But instead, yeah. we had to find it because it was like a you're going to the roof and you haven't found it yet. Here, here it is, you you, you dummies. <laughs> and so 
So we found it in the worst way. But if you find it in the way it's designed, that actually flows, uh, I think, a lot better yeah. mm-hmm. the way the information mm-hmm. comes to you. So that's really cool. I like that. <laughs> we were and, just too dumb. And the other prop... And the other prop is the thumbtack, which oh. is very hard mm. <laughs> for no, people. No, that was um, perfect. I'm glad you got that because that was exactly what I was doing. I just froze at that moment. I went, this is something that is so small and so logical to exist in various places. I'm sure we have seen something to do with this before. But looking at my tangle of ridiculous notes... I clearly am not going to find that. Like, oh, my picture of the poster. I even drew tiny thumbtacks in it, but it's so small. There is, uh, it would have been so long until I found it again. Seriously, find the poster in my notes. Oh, okay. So I'm this is the Zoe Zipline poster. <laughs> See if you can find where it is. Um. Oh, is oh my gosh. It's the, it's this tiny it tiny next square to a door. with two Zs in it, next to a door, and right next to a bunch of letters that you had crossed off as well. But yeah, you can see that would, it has the it little have, pins in it. It does have it. pins in it. Do I credit? It has pins in it. <laughs> so I might have found it eventually, but yeah, that was just a panicked look over my page, my messy messy page. <laughs> but it was good because in the image, in the actual image that you've used, like the pins are really they're both. Oh, I've got like, to look again. They're both like. Uh, ignorable because their pins are holding up a poster, but they're also really visually prominent. Like you can clearly see there are four large red pins stuck in the corners. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I remembered them because they stuck out to me when I was looking at it, but not in a way that made them seem suspicious because they're also very justifiable. They're a poster. So I think that was done really well as well. I actually redid all the graphics like a week before we recorded this. <laughs> so I've, at first, I ac- I actually added in the thumbtacks to the poster because I wasn't sh- I wasn't sure if that would help. So I'm glad it, it did. It did. Oh, I would not without having seen it in the image. I would it would have taken me like half an hour and a bunch oh, of hints to think about is, the fact that there are pins in the poster. Nice. Um, yeah. Because otherwise, you know, I could have pictured the poster as like blue tacked onto the wall or glued onto yeah. the wall you know or what's... framed and hanging. Like, there's so many ways to have a poster on a wall. Uh, I wouldn't automatically jump to thumbtacks or, or pins. Uh, as a way of, of of putting it up there, but they were there, you know, so it was justifiable. But really, quite but really remarkable nice. about that. Mm, what in the room that we did? Well, two weeks ago for the show, yesterday for us while <laughs> sure. recording, there was a sign that was held up by a magnet, and instantly I went, "Oh, I'm taking that magnet off. You Let the sign fall to the, the ground." <laughs> and I didn't do that for this one. You fool. The different yeah. brain yeah, Molly days. Yeah, Molly did say it was thumbtacked. She to the wall absolutely did. Like that, mm. I did have it in my stupid, stupid drawing. Yeah, it, it worked really well. It was well. the only feature that I had in my drawing besides <laughs> the letter Z. Uh, no, I loved it. I had a lot of fun with this room. Yeah, these puzzles the were puzzles a were pleasure enjoyable. to do. Uh, I felt happy oh, having them in front much. of me. That's why I didn't mind just sitting in silence for some of them. Well, I, was I having know fun. that we were making a show here, Danny. <laughs> I got. I'm thinking to. I'm always thinking forward to the edit. I gotta find out how this is gonna work. <laughs> um. Yeah. Look, I had. I had a lot of fun. Uh. There was some really, really well put together. Like it, just every. Like it, the whole thing was well put together in terms of like the pacing as well. The way things connected up. I mean, we should have tried to get into the ring to to be. Like, well, this is nowhere near the first time in which we have eventually found the solution that unlocked a door that we hadn't looked at yet. Yeah, Because definitely. we love to look at everything. Because I have a habit of just looking at everything that isn't important. See, it's like, okay, here's a question, Danny. <laughs> yeah. And everybody at home. When you're eating a meal, 
And you've got like mm. the good part and then all the other parts, you know, like, you know, you got like the big main kind of protein part and then it's got like some like steamed veggies on the side and a little bit of some chips on the side. How do you eat that meal? Because I guess I do rooms the same way as people who like eat all the veggies and they eat all the, eat all the chips yeah. and then they leave the big hunk of whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or the, or, the, or the really nice part and then they eat that last because it tastes the best. I think I solve rooms that way. I'm the person who will start out eating the steamed veggies of the room. <laughs> yes. But then right somewhere right in the middle of eating the veggies, I will pick up a piece of carrot. Oh, no, and it turned out that was dessert all along. Oh, no, I've accidentally <laughs> screwed up the order. <laughs> I accidentally landed in a big important puzzle patch. Oh, no. <laughs> I was trying to do all the boring stuff first. And there's someone out there being like, oh, I just take all my puzzles, I mix them together into one big mouthful, and I make sure I eat everything at once all the time. So, yes, that is how you should eat food, but it's not how you should do puzzles. The really important part, do you lick the plate? Do you? That's do what you? we're doing right now. Podcast <laughs> This Escape is licking the plate. Tell me, Will, do you lick the plate? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what we are doing right now. We are licking the plate. We're going back to the kitchen and being like, oh, there's some left in the pan. And just like running <laughs> your finger through the, the saucepan and eating that. Welcome to the Plate Lickers Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to mm. Sauce Eating. Um, all right. So uh, <laughs> we, we could probably leave that there. Um, although I will say, so you've designed this, a lot of these. Yeah, this room felt like it came with the confidence of people who have done this before and that this room has withstood the test people of time. like it has yes. it, it clearly it had a level of confidence about it that shows yes this has been done and it has been completed before so we know it works yes True. yeah i think we've had maybe 30 to 40 people oh man play this room how does that so. go i've never done anywhere near that yeah, many once people we do a room, like, it's attempt. done forever <laughs> i've like, had to do like three or four maximum uh i mean well, from my end, I actually enjoy doing these rooms like a bunch of times mm. because everybody does it differently, sure. right? I mean, I'm a I'm a teacher in my in my secret identity, I guess. Uh, and um, you know, one of the things about teaching is to see the aha moments, right? Mm. When someone That's gets true. it. That's true. When I'm and tutoring, I never mind doing the same tutoring topic over and over again for the different students. That's right. often lots of fun. Yeah, and so doing these rooms, I basically engineer aha moments mm-hmm. and watching people try things in different ways or approach things or do different things in the room is kind of cool and then seeing them discover it is like really neat and and watching them compliment each other <laughs> on it like when you say good pick to somebody like you know it allows people to feel smart it allows people to like be impressed by each other and it's really cool to to see those moments uh happening so i don't get bored doing you know blade runner so many times uh, in a row. It's always a little bit different every time. How, um, not just the order people do it, but the way people yeah. attack it. And How does your voice handle it? Because I feel like my throat is dead <laughs> and that's just after doing recordings like two days apart for two weeks. Um, well, again, teaching, I, I talk all the time and I think my voice does get a little hoarse <laughs> from now and again. Um, but uh, it, it's okay. Hmm. No one complains. <laughs> What is actually our previous... Then, then I make Molly do it. <laughs> That's true. Um, our previous guest uh, is actually in the, in the middle of doing a uh, their, their PhD 
about escape room. Well, and part of it involves escape oh, sorry, rooms. So not our previous guests. Oh, not our previous Two previous guests, guests oh, to previ- go. I've lost track of that. Yeah. One of our previous guests. Uh, and it was involved a lot in the What's concept. time nowadays? Of, exactly. Right? In the concept of like escape rooms as methods of teaching and education. Have you mm. ever considered, given that you run these and you engineer aha moments, have you done something like this for students or do you have a, a, any wish to run these sorts of things for students as a way of, say, teaching Pythagoras theorem. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I haven't done... I, I occasionally pose little puzzles, not in any of thing, like the um, the complexity of, a, uh, of an escape room, but occasionally I do try to put puzzles in uh, for them or hide messages in my syllabus or <laughs> or things like that for them to uh i'm just saying you're like an hour-long class no, right i here will on say hand. if you're talking like you feel like you're talking <laughs> about maths specifically billy and that is exactly what the maths what maths teaching is this is all about it. it is taking over over no it is taking small rules and then putting something more complex and saying how can you use those early rules that you've learned how, like, what can you extrapolate from that to make these more complicated things work? That is how all math should feel. And it's so much fun and mm-hmm. it's so hard to shake that feeling into people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it. It's a puzzle. Maths is puzzles. Maths is puzzles. Mm-hmm. You've heard yep. it here first. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Well, we can probably leave that there. Yeah, um, I think that's probably fair. Also, any other final comments that you want to make about it? Um, Quickly get in that last person this, that uh... you embarrassingly forgot to thank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think we uh, we we handled uh, everybody. I guess we didn't thank Scarlet Fish for her appearance <laughs> yes. uh, in the room, but uh, yeah, I think we're uh, I think we've covered. Do we? We good, Molly? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Well, wonderful. So you you run these for other people. You mentioned it at the start of the previous episode. Do you want to give a rundown of where people can find you and, and the puzzles and games that you make? And maybe if they want to play another one of your rooms, where to find that? Your most recent sure. one is the most um, complicated one, isn't it? Yes. So um, so if you go to uh, www.squonkland.net, that's S-Q-U-O-N-K-L-A-N-D. So www.squonkland.net. Um and from there, you can find the link to the virtual escape rooms uh, that I do. Um, so I have four rooms that are available. The Blade Runner that you guys just just did, uh, Communing with Nature. So if you're a fan of the show, you heard that in uh, season uh, five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then the two, uh, the two new rooms, uh, the two, well, the two rooms that have not been on Escape This Podcast. Um, then there's Quest for the Purple Unicorn. Uh, which is probably my favorite uh, to run um, because it has NPCs in it. You have not done that yet. No, you're you're invited, of course, at any time. Yeah, this, um, it's embarrassing, really. And uh, as is Neil Patrick Harris, by the way. <laughs> so Neil, if you're listening, uh, yeah, you would make my uh, make Molly just kind of uh, die of embarrassment, and <laughs> I, uh, I probably would too. Um, so, uh, but yes. And anyway, so so there's Quest for the Purple Unicorn, um, which is sort of a beginnerish level room it's hard to kind of tell and then there's book smart which is a definitely my hardest and longest room it's basically a double length uh, a double length room um taking place in our uh, in a local library so it's uh since we can't go to our library it's sort of a love letter to uh <laughs> to that so uh, awesome. yeah so if you want to jo- join do one of those rooms uh, please go to the website there's a little form you can fill out to uh, uh sign up for a room and um it's uh, again, I said in the earlier episode, it's uh, pay what you want, you know, $15 per dollar is what I would normally ask. But during uh, 
this weird chaotic COVID time, you know, if you just need a, a lift or something and just you want to play a game, you know, pay whatever you can. And you can pay it to me or you can pay it to charity. And uh, so I've raised a lot of money so far to a bunch of different charities. So I'm really pleased about, about that more than the money that I get. Um, the charities need it more than I do. Yeah, so you can go to that. And there's a bunch of other puzzles on there as well. I do uh, puzzle sets for the advanced placement computer science reading uh, every year. And those don't need computer science knowledge to solve them. Those are basically like little puzzle hunts. Um, I do a... Uh, um, a, uh, a, quiz, a trivia quiz where you have to come up with answers that fewer people will give. Yay. Um, I do those uh, tied to the, um, yeah, like uh, like pointless, I think yep. is what you call it over there. Um, so mm. I run those every awards season uh, for the nominees of the uh, uh, major American awards. Oh, that's so awesome. American awards. Sadly, the Tonys got uh, skipped over this year, but I think the Emmys are coming out at the end of July. So I don't know when, probably... You will have missed it by now. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, this will be this will be like the start of November, I think. November? Oh, no, yeah. we're still oh, no, pushing October, October. October. Start of October. This yeah. might be my birthday episode. Yeah. So, is it Danny's birthday? Yeah. Wow. So it's roughly my birthday. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? I haven't yeah. done the maths yet. So you, you missed that. Um, <laughs> but um, then, uh, you know, hopefully it'll be the Grammys might be out around then. I don't know. See. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. And there's a whole bunch of other puzzles and stuff on there. Yeah, awesome. Uh, check it out and if you like that sort of thing. It's yeah. wonderful. And we'll have a link for that in the show description. Yeah, yeah. It links to all the Squonkland stuff below. Wonderful. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. If you're listening at home, uh, I mean, thank you. Like, it's wonderful. Uh, if you want to see more of us, you can find us on Twitter. We're at Ask This Podcast. You can send us an email at any point, escapethispod at gmail.com. It's always lovely to hear from people. Uh, you can also find everything we're doing now, all of our different projects, uh, Escape This Podcast, Solve This Murder, uh, our Twitch channel, which I think is right now it's called Play This Game, which is good fun uh and any other projects that we're doing or more about us uh at our kind of central hub website now which is consumethismedia.com um which is kind of our, our our corporate existence but it's it's a good way of getting all of our different <laughs> uh blank this blanks together um so you can check out all of our stuff there uh we're also, uh, if you want to j- uh, jump on our fan Discord, it's a nice way to chat with other people who enjoy the show or talk with us uh, or talk about the shows or anything that you're doing. We have a whole little section now of people sharing puzzles with each other that they've created, which is always a really fun. Uh, there's some really cool, but there's some puzzles that make me feel like, oh man, I need to be better at doing and making puzzles. Oh yeah. Every people. time I go somewhere puzzle centric, I get that feeling. Yeah, without, That's our Discord now. Um, but yeah, so if you want to do that, there's a link to that below as well. That's completely free. It's just a nice place to hang out and chat with people. Um, and, and fairly, fairly easy to work with if you, if you haven't used Discord before, uh, it's not too confusing. Um, you can also sign up to join us on our Patreon. If you want to support the show, uh, it's a really great way to, I mean, look, it's, it's our most stable form of income right now. It's a really great way to help support us as creators and help us do more stuff with the show and create new projects and do interesting stuff. So if you want to go there, uh, every donor has the chance to appear as an NPC in one of Danny's rooms. Uh, also our $5 donors get bonus audio. Usually it's the play tests of all of our rooms, as well as other fun projects like choose your own adventure books and, and other things that we do there. Uh, but also this season, we're doing a whole project, which I've, you've heard me talk about before, where each new game master is helping us design a room together. So if you want to check out those episodes, uh, that's for $5 donors of this season. Uh, there's also other, there's badges for $10 donors and other rewards as well. So that's a really lovely place to check out if you want to help support the show. Uh, and otherwise, just tell people about it, uh, review it online, tweet about the show, tell cool people to check us out. 
uh, that's the best. That's another really great way. If you don't want to, if you can't support us with money or you don't want to, because you don't need to, it's a free show. Um, that's a lovely way to help support the show and try and grow the audience. All right, lovely. Thank you so much, Scott and Molly. That was wonderful. Uh, I really enjoyed it. You, you should be very proud of what a, a, a really good room. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, thank you very much. And thank you, Danny, for playing the room with me, even when you didn't want me to help. Even when you said, oh, Bill, stop helping. Don't do the puzzles, Bill. I don't want you to do the puzzles.